don't have enough time to sit down and read all the best Bitcoin articles? Well, let us read them for you. This is a Crypto Economy Quick Read. What is up, Crypto Economy crew? Welcome back to the podcast. So, uh, to start the week off, um, I do not have a crypto quick read today, but I did have a uh, tweet. It was a it was a poll. It was a Twitter poll by. God, I just realized I don't know who the heck it was. It was like Hasufly or Nick Carter, maybe. I don't even know how to find it. It might have been it might have been Has Hasufly, um, but regardless, the Twitter poll was. A question and it stated uh, something along the lines of would you give up all of your Bitcoin if it would ensure that Bitcoin has succeeded and so my immediate thought I, I said yes um, it is an incredibly painful thing to answer but the more I thought about it the I couldn't say no and I tweeted it out and I said the people who said no I don't think properly understand the impact that Bitcoin could have and uh, a couple people were a little um, I think some people were insulted in in the way that like I was saying that oh these people are ignorant and that's not actually what I meant so I just wanted to take a I think I'm gonna call this guys take um, uh, like the episode type, because I want to start throwing in a little bit of an episode that is just me talking about things because I can't specifically find uh, good quick reads on exactly the topic that I'm trying to tackle. Uh, and hopefully this doesn't break the format too much and I want to make sure it's known as a different episode type and I don't know what else to call it, so I'm just going to call it Guys Tech. Um, uh, if anybody has any suggestions on a better name, feel free, uh, you know, tweet it out to me or something, but I just figured that was simple, and we'll go with that just to make sure people don't think it's a quick read or, you know, somebody else's uh, work. So with that, um, again, the question was, would you give up all of your Bitcoin today if it guaranteed that Bitcoin succeeded in the long run? And the reason I said yes, and I think the answer would have to be yes is because because the the sheer impact that something like bitcoin has i think the only thing or could have the only thing that you could legitimately compare it to is the internet and so the first thing that i thought of was um i think it's a youtube video if i'm not mistaken of someone going around asking if someone gave you a billion dollars, but you could never use the internet again, would you do it? And they're just asking random people on the internet, I mean, on the street. And essentially, most the, the vast majority of the people couldn't answer the question. They would immediately start thinking, oh, a billion dollars. But then after stopping for a bit, they would immediately become reluctant. And they would think harder and harder about it and most ended up saying 
no or that's a really hard question of one or the other. What was funny about that is I mean, a lot of people tried to get around. It's like, oh, well, I'll just pay people to use the Internet for me. But I don't think that's the point. I think the point of the conversation and what the video was getting at was that the Internet is an unbelievably invaluable resource that is basically at our free disposal. So much so that a billion dollars wouldn't make up for it not existing. So in both of these contexts, when talking about would I give up my Bitcoin to see Bitcoin succeed, or would I give up a billion dollars to never, or would I take a billion dollars to never use the internet again? I think we're assuming that the things, I think the only reason that it's a good thought experiment is to assume that the things do not exist. So we're saying, I have a billion dollars in a world where the internet doesn't exist, or I have all the value that I currently have in Bitcoin um, in a world where Bitcoin doesn't exist. So like, let's say, let's say I got incredibly uh, wealthy off of Bitcoin, but I had to cash it out and I had that wealth in dollars. Would I give that up in order to have Bitcoin? And the answer is yes. And the reason why is specifically because of that comparison to the internet. So what would you do with a billion dollars without the internet? Think about it. If the internet didn't exist, what would be so great about having a billion dollars? I mean, yes, you could make life easy and stuff, but so much, like myself in particular, so much of my, uh, my goals and my ideas of what's important in life are completely encompassed in the internet. Like, I wouldn't, they couldn't even exist without the internet. And, I mean, Amazon alone, Amazon alone, the ability to access all the different technology and gadgets and little, the like anything that I would want, it's like, how would you even be able to find that accessory for the camera without having it specifically in a physical store that was just near you. Like, think about the difference in life wasted looking for the thing that would solve a problem on the internet versus just physically driving around from location to location looking for the solution. Like, you would just give up and think that it didn't exist in 1980s because you can't, it makes no sense to spend $30,000 to find the perfect solution to a $800 problem, but you can probably find that in seconds on the internet for free. The explosion of wealth and variety and competition and free speech and knowledge that has come with the birth of the internet and the continued exploration of new economic systems of cryptography of uh of the recognition of the need for privacy like all these things literally cannot exist without the internet like these are all these are all next layer problems where the internet has to come first all of that value that the internet created everything that you access because of the internet and you access because of your podcast network or uh uh I mean, the, the ability to reach out and find a niche community 
on some specific topic, I mean, there's like 30 Bitcoin podcasts and you can listen to it just just Bitcoin podcasts. I'm not even talking about crypto or some specific aspect of uh, cryptography or cryptocurrency, altcoins, trading, so on and so forth. There's so much variety out there that you can find a community around practically anything that you could think of wanting to do. And how would you do that without the internet? There is no billion-dollar way to bring those people together in in an economy that doesn't have that technology at their disposal. Making the billion dollars worth a millionth of what it is in this day and age with the internet at our disposal. So in that same way, I think Bitcoin is going to do that for uh, finance, for trade, um, for niche market uh, sustainability, and the, the very nature of an open global system for trustless payments or to, to mitigate trust in third parties around the entire world and then the to add to that the incalculable pain and suffering and damage and theft that occurs because of the inflation of the monetary supply by warring nation states the amount of that that will be put in check and that we will not have to deal with in an era of sound money where a government can't print money at will without seeing the market consequences of that value of that currency becoming worthless is going to exponentially increase the the productive explosion and renaissance that we have seen with the internet because it has been still severely limited in its translation and communication of value by the legacy financial system. And it has literally had ropes tied around it, like it's been under chains for trying to move value where the communication is happening. And the easiest way to demonstrate this is, you know, let's say you know somebody in Japan right now, or maybe you're in Japan, you know somebody who's halfway around the world how long does it take to send them a message on the internet? And how long does it take to send them $10? So while we have a relatively open, or at least a more than ever before open system of communication and reaching niche communities and for sharing ideas and increasing productivity, uh, that the value is not able to f travel as fast as the communication has, has been able to. So, you know, tr exchanging an idea on Pinterest or, you know, some crazy simple efficiency for, you know, you're organizing cabinets or some stupid thing. I have a whole, I don't even, I'm not even a Pinterest fan specifically. Uh, my wife loves Pinterest and Instagram. So does my sister-in-law, but I do like Pinterest for just the organization of like having a board of all these ideas about like how to design my shop. And uh, when I was uh, specifically trying to do like little simple improvements to the kitchen while we while I was installing cabinets and basically getting everything in order. 
And of course, while designing it, Pinterest was actually a huge help in that regard because even if I wasn't specifically finding something on Pinterest, I could save it to Pinterest and kind of have this like neat little board specifically to put all my ideas together. And again, where would any of those, where would I have gotten any of those ideas? What was I going to look through encyclopedias without the internet or like go, just go find a book or 6,000 different books? I mean, how many websites did I go to and how many different people's ideas did I pull from seeing it on uh, Pinterest tagged with certain tags, uh, finding ideas on Twitter that I then put on my Pinterest board, just randomly browsing and surfing through the internet? and going from link to link and suggestion to suggestion, how many ideas of how many different people did I cross in order to come up with just a Pinterest board that had 20 really clever efficiency ideas that made huge changes in how we designed our kitchen and like little dining area and in how much it cost for me to get the thing put together. Um, because I did a lot of the work myself. I did most of the work myself. Um, we did hire out the actual building of the cabinets, but my brother and I pretty much did everything else, tore out the kitchen. Uh, we've done construction for a long time, so it wasn't really... It's been a while. It was a little rusty um, getting back into it, but um, so many of those little ideas saved us money. And I don't... I barely go to a mechanic unless there's going to be something now that you know, takes more than half a day's worth of work to get done. I just go on YouTube to change my alternator, and I've got a step-by-step -step every bolt. You know, alternator goes bad, I buy a new alternator for 120 bucks or something and put it in myself, whereas before it was going to cost me $400, what, $500 maybe to change it out, have somebody else do it? And YouTube makes available to me literally any tutorial for I can I can put in my exact type of car my exact year my exact engine type everything and I can find seven different videos with different uh filming quality and audio quality to pick from for the alternator for exchanging just the alternator on my car the ocean of available content for anybody who like wants to be independent and can self-learn is literally immeasurable. And to see the effect that Bitcoin could have, when you just stop and think that it is, it is just an open, decentralized communication protocol that made all of that possible. And now when you apply that to the fact that Bitcoin exists and is going to have an entire set of financial markets that are completely open and permissionless. Anyone can use them without asking permission, without signing up for any specific service or asking their government or their bank whether or not they can make transactions. To have that available is going to change the world in, and the internet in particular in an even bigger way, I think, than the internet did to communication. And it will still take, you know, 20, 30 years to realize that entire stack of protocols and applications and everything. And when we look back, like I think in 20 years, 
when I look back, if I'm comparing the world 20 years from now with a successful Bitcoin that has made trade and exchange independent and permissionless and censorship resistant for the bulk of the modern world and brought how many people and countries out of poverty and out from under tyrannical regimes. I think that standing in that place and looking back, it would be more valuable that that I would be a wealthier person having lost any savings or Bitcoin that I currently had 20 years earlier, but having Bitcoin existed and grow and create that explosion of productivity for that 20 years than without. Maybe a better way to put it is I think having zero Satoshis in the world of, uh, what is it, 2018, so 2038, in the world of 2038 where a Bitcoin has succeeded, where this Bitcoin has grown, succeeded, and become a permissionless, censorship-resistant, open financial system for the entire world, I believe I am wealthier with zero Satoshis in that world than I am carrying half a million dollars or a million dollars in a world that does not have that. So that's what I was meaning when I said that uh, anyone who said no doesn't understand the impact, is that I think they were misunderstanding that they could be far wealthier in a world with where Bitcoin has succeeded in decentralizing money finance and made the idea of value exchange permissionless and censorship resistant, that they would be more wealthy in that world if they were flat broke than if they had millions in a world of unsound money. So I just wanted to hit that point. I thought that was a, I thought that was a really thought-provoking question, and I had a couple people that I think it seemed like people were taking it as an insult that I was saying, oh, they're just ignorant. They have no idea what they're talking about. And that's not really what I meant by it. I didn't mean it in a uh, bad way that someone who said no was evil or an idiot. <laughs> just that um, I don't think they were properly understanding how much wealthier they could be with a world that had Bitcoin regardless of having any of it themselves. Um, So with that, we will close this one here. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this guy's take episode. And uh, uh, we will be back tomorrow. I've got a crypto quick read. I think I am hitting one on privacy tomorrow. Um, Just because there's been a number of different things that I've saved in my giant folder of bookmarks to read. And I have yet to, I really want to read the one uh, by Jimmy Song. I may actually do a guy's take on the Bitcoin bug uh, that happened, you know, week and a half or so ago, two weeks ago, I think now, Um, the CVE whatever bug. Uh, If I don't hear back, I don't want to read Jimmy Song's. I've read a lot of Jimmy Song's work before, but I'm trying not to read a whole lot that I don't have explicit permission for because I've had two people who seemed a little reluctant at this point about it. 
um, particularly people who already have big followings and want to drive people to their stuff. So because of that, I'm, I'm a little reluctant to read Jimmy Song's article in full, and I might just grab from the three or four things that I've read about it, grab snippets and just kind of do one of the episodes um, like I've done. I've done one or two of them in the past where I didn't actually specifically do a full crypto quick read. I just kind of covered the topic based on multiple different things that I read. So I might choose to do that if I don't get explicit permission from Jimmy Song to do his article on it. Um, But I definitely recommend anybody who does have a minute to sit down and read it, check out his article because it is a really, really good breakdown. Um, And if you could retweet my uh, asking him to... uh, uh, for permission, that would also be great too because uh, it could very easily get lost in his notifications. I know he has an ocean of stuff always, um, so it's really easy to miss that. Uh, so if any anybody could help out there, that would be a huge, huge help. Um, and if you would like to support the show, uh, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at the Cryptoconomy, Medium at the Cryptoconomy, uh, Mastodon at the Cryptoconomy. Crap, I have not been keeping up with Mastodon. That is the one thing that I have not gotten back into the uh, uh, motion for since I got back from Switzerland. Uh, let's see, that's on bitcoinhackers.org. Wow, it has been a while since I've been up here. Got some got some notifications. All right, cool. Um, I will try to remember to get back to posting here on... Um, Uh, Mastodon and joining the Bitcoin maximalists we got up here and you can find that link actually in my Twitter profile Uh, so uh, definitely check that out if you have not jumped up on Mastodon yet Uh, also don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave me a review or comment on the uh, episode if you want to leave a suggestion or want me to do an episode about something in particular you know drop me a line on Twitter uh, Mastodon, which I will be trying to keep get back into the swing of things there. And uh, also, you can always do it on Cryptoconomy.life, the website. Um, that's a really good place to do it. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out the spam problem because I get like four or five comments a day that are all just nonsense. And none of these quote-unquote spam blockers really seem to do very well. I just can't imagine what the flood of crap looks like if you don't have those spam blockers. So... Feel free to comment up there. It's a really good way to get in touch with me quickly because I'm always tweaking or doing at least a little something on the website, and I check it daily. So uh, really, really good way to get up with me. Um, And uh, so check that out. Subscribe to the podcast, all that good shit. Uh, Oh, and if you would like to donate to the show, um, it is a huge, huge help. This thing runs on donations. Um, and if anybody can donate, you want to send me just a coffee, you know, two bucks pays for my, my little coffee pot, or it's like a buck 50 or something like that. Um, and, uh, uh, I had somebody ask me recently when I was going to get my lightning note up so they could send me a couple of lightning Satoshis or, uh, pay for my coffee over lightning. I'm hoping I can just get my Casa node up when that comes in the mail and just have that running all the time. Uh, but if not, I may, if that takes too long, I haven't heard anything about the shipping on their second batch as far as that's concerned. So if that's going to take too long, I might just go ahead and just set it up. I am currently working on 
moving my media server over to another computer and I've got two of the same computers that I'm just setting up with different distros of uh, Linux and uh, that might be the perfect opportunity to set up a L&D or um, a C Lightning uh, a BTC Pay server and Lightning Node. I'm not sure which one it is that uh, BTC Pay server already has everything integrated with. I don't know. I have all that stuff saved. Um, but I might take that opportunity and go ahead and do that. So maybe maybe I'll have a Lightning Node up soon one way or the other. Um, I'll play around with it and keep you guys up to date on what it's like and my experiences with it when I get that one uh, in the bag. All right, guys. Um, I think that's everything. Nothing else to cover. Uh, don't miss tomorrow's episode. We got another crypto quick read. And, uh, you know, let me know how you like the guys take. Do you enjoy these episodes? I've had a number of people say they really enjoy my commentary, sometimes more than the actual read. So I kind of wanted to branch out and do this every once in a while. So feedback is highly, highly uh, welcome for this episode. Tell me what sucked, did I ramble too much, so on and so forth. Um, I would love to hear it. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Check me out on CryptoEconomy.life if you want to get in touch with me or DM me on Twitter. I will catch you all tomorrow. This has been the Crypto Economy Podcast. Take it easy.